equipment with some mad emote work. Spinning bald heads with a clappy uh, William Riker. No, wait, that's not William Riker. That's Dr. Perry Falls himself! That's who it is! <laughs> Everybody, make sure, if you have not, stop by uh, a Dr. Perry Falls and give him a follow. And if you ever catch him on stream, make sure you type balls in his chat so you can hear his voice-to-text say, Balls. Uh, Chris is stopping in with some heavy metal and some big frogs and happy hearts. Krista, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. Um, we're going to have a, a little bit more of a serious topic as we move into this episode. Some interesting conversations and talks with some uh, engineers, co-workers, people. And... Um, have a few things I want to, I guess, share, more or less. Uh, Black Cat's Poppy is on and might be, might only be on a minute. Well, Black Cat, even if you're only here for a minute, that is a minute of my day that is thoroughly enriched. So, hello and thank you for stopping by. Cheers to all of you out there. I got uh, these new boat shoes. I don't know if I love them. I mean, they're, they're, they got a nice squish and I'm a huge fan of camo, but I feel like they're, I don't know, for general walking around, I'm kind of like, Neh. I feel like what I need are some like chunky high tops and you know what? I have all this stuff, but who gives a shit? Cause when I move, uh, I'm just going to state sale all of it and I don't care if I get $10 for it, I get $10 for it. Who gives a shit? Who? Ooh, gives a shit. Not me. Krista's going to be lurking as she's watching the last half of Game 3 of Basketballs. Balls. <laughs> well, that's okay. Whether you lurk or even just stop by to say hello, I thoroughly appreciate it. Um, but kind of an inter... Like, today... Today for me started just abject chaos. Text messages, Twitter DMs, email messages from work, Teams messages at work, email, like, oh my god, phone calls, fucking, I was like, this is bonkers. Yesterday was like such a quiet day, I felt like it was like radio silence from most people, which, yeah, that's fine, I got shit to do. Today was like... Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so I finished my work. My work day got finished pretty good. As a matter of fact, um, a lot of good things going on. And then I was like, all right, back on the workout horse tonight. So I went and had a pretty good gym session. So I'm kind of wrecked. I'm, I'm tired. I, I think, uh, I think I'm going to stretch. I got this new back stretcher thing. I'll have to show that to you guys too. It's this huge wheel. Uh, but I think I'm going to do some stretching. I'm going to go to bed. 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 Meow the cat stops by with a BU. I'm here to leave a support lurk wish. Yeah, great stream slash offer my kidney to you slash sell my soul to the gaming god slash washes undies and get myself some tea. I'm still missing my tea. So tea it is. 
What you just said is the most insanely idiotic thing I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent statement did you reach anything that was close to it. We are all not... No. <laughs> that was a hard one. There's a lot of slash, slash, slash in that. But it sounds like you're watching your underwear and drinking some tea. So those are both two good things. Because having crusty underwear is bad one and two it sounds like a nice uh sounds like a nice time for tea nice time for tea i'll wash his undies see i told you it's confusing i got all confused i was just thinking about like you don't want mud butt you don't want Dr. Perry Falls actually washes his underwear with tea. Um, Dr. Perry Falls uh, is a very progressive, interesting fella. He washes, he does all of his laundry. He doesn't use laundry soap. He uses a combination of herbal teas. So he only wears brown linen and black. Because otherwise all of his clothing would look like somebody's shit all over him. But what that does is it gives him the most luscious, soft beard, body hair, pubes, and skin. If you ever touch Dr. Perry Falls, it's like petting a cashmere cat. He's so soft. His skin is like buttercream woven together with the softest fucking, uh, what's that called? Um... Not, not not plush. Maybe it is plush. Terry. What's that that they put like on? It's like, yeah. Is it is it English tea? It's uh it's sea tea. He gets it. He harvests it from the sea. It's made out of algae. Um, sea flowers, lily pads, uh, a little bit of fish egg. Um. But yeah, uh, given that Dr. Perry is a uh, like an aquatic doctor, his tea all comes from the sea. So he also really horribly smells like fish. But if you if you have cats, you almost can't invite Dr. Perry over because the cats will just mob them, and then they're just like, and then their rough tongue just damages his butter skin. So you can't do that. Interesting guy, though. Very, Dr. Perry Falls, uh, very intelligent. That's like a whole new way. That's like, he's like the, it's like Dr. Bronner's. They have the Dr. Bronner's saporified oil soap. Dr. Perry is like that except for detergent. And instead of soap and oil, it's tea. This is all fact, by the way. Mm, smelly. Dr. Perry Falls, <laughs> I hope you're laughing at all this. <laughs> Dr. Perry Falls, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Hope everybody else is doing good. Krista, hope you're doing fine. Black Cat, hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, kind of an kind of an interesting whirlwind of a day. Pet you like a cashmere cat? I'm gonna. If I ever meet you in person, that's gonna happen. You'll be like, hey, Sagarna! And I'll, be, and I'll go, shh. 
What a nice Dr. Perry. And then you'll flop on the ground and you'll expose your belly and I'll touch it. And then you'll give me a paw hug and bite. And then you'll give me kangaroo kickers, probably with your Chaco sandaled feet. I don't know why, but I imagine you're just wearing Chaco sandals for some reason. Um, yeah, that's, that's what would happen. Oh, look, he's even got a little plush little shark. Look, it's cozy. Yeah, see, like that. What is that? That's like a... It's like a it's like a blanket made out of cotton candy. When was the last time anybody had cotton candy? Talk about just fucking eating pure sugar. And that stuff makes a mess. If you have any facial hair, eating cotton candy is a fucking disaster. It is so bad. It gets all over and you're like and then it's like crusted in your shit. Shit. I had it like three years ago at a fair. Was it the uh, was it the tea fair? <laughs> Cotton candy fest. I love the way it melts in your mouth, though. I wish there were more foods that were like that. Beyond the cat and elate, hey to you, fam. Wait, what does that thing say on it? it? Looks like you're wrapped in pasta. Oh, it says hi. All right, I thought that was like a pasta cat. Have you ever seen a cat that, like, loves spaghetti? It's hilarious. Watching a cat eat spaghetti is fucking funny as fuck. It's the International Tea Bag Fest. Uh, 2019 World Tour. This show's being weird. But I like it. <laughs> but yes, we will, get to a, uh, we will get to a serious topic here in a little bit so we'll be we'll be silly uh for the front end of the show here mm. uh there's something else i was gonna tell you guys about uh i can't remember it's uh the old brain not working so good i'm like say i'm wiped i'm tired so like like this morning, it was like a combination. So <laughs> the day starts with work problems with, oh my God, none of this stuff works. I can't figure it out and all this stuff's fucked up. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, let's take a look. And then I'm like, it's fine. And the guy like looks at it and <laughs> he just goes, man, fuck this thing. It wasn't fucking working earlier. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's been like this all morning. I'm just going to take all this shit and throw it out the window. Like, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? And then they were going through the specs. And they're like, oh, this shit's not working. Like, that's because one of the words is spelled wrong uh, on every single piece of the spec. So. And then they're like, oh, God damn it. Like, it's going to be one of those days. But really, in the scheme of things, everything worked out fucking swimmingly in that department. And the topic that we're going to talk about later in the episode went really well. Workout went really well. I otherwise feel good. I was tired. Uh, like, and, and I don't I don't know what it is, but I feel like the, the last several nights, uh, I've woken up at some point. So, like, 
the the adjustable bed that I have. There's like a bar at the bottom to keep the mattress from like sliding off. And I'll like kick it with my foot. And I don't know if I like think there's a creature or something, but I swear I like kick the shit out of it. And then I wake up and I'm, I'm like, man, my foot. And I'm like, why am I like kicking and have my leg on top of this fucking metal bar? Can I just get like... Can I even get seven hours of sleep that's not interrupted by barking dogs, bullshit outside, breaking my foot, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Looking sleepy. So sleepy. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and get to the serious topic. Okay? So, here's what is happening. A co-worker of mine who's not very happy uh, at my particular company for all reasons that I understand and completely agree with 100% decided, uh, yes, let's look for some new positions. And as it turns out, he's got a position that is a uh, five-month contracting backfill position. Now, this particular fellow has a wife and a child, and so he had initial hesitation to this. Um, much like myself, uh, early on in my career, I was very much a, nope, I want a permanent long-term position, a place I'll live at forever, retire at forever, I want the stability, and so on and so on. And so that's sort of this same guy. And, he, and he's an incredible worker. He's, he's really fucking smart. He's like the nicest guy in the world. Just dedicated, hard worker, really good thinker. Uh, like, this is one of those guys where it's just like, of all the people I've worked in with in my life, if you told me like, hey, you can make a dream team and you get to pick five. Like, you can only pick like five people. The, he would be one of the guys that I would pick. I'm not like... I don't even know if, I don't think he's listening, but he's awesome. He really is. <clears throat> and he's got a bright future ahead of him because he's, he, you know, he's still trying to learn and grow and be even better. Um, and, and if you're curious, it's, it's an engineering job. Um, so he had this initial trepidation at this contract position. Okay. And I said, well, all right, let's take a look at a few things. I said, so, <laughs> Dr. Barry Falls is that, oh, love, love shark. Dr. Barry Falls, are you driving, by the way? Just, just curious. In case you see uh, alien hominids. Um, but I told him, I said, okay, well, number one, you aren't searching for this position on your own. You are going through a recruiting agency. It's a fairly large uh, national recruiting agency. I said, so number one, the first thing is you, you won't be working for this other company. It'll be working for this recruiting agency. I said, so... The first thing that I always used to worry about was, well, if you're 
like if you are a contract man you're gonna have to constantly go through insurance and pay and all stuff i said but but you won't because number one the when you when you work for a recruiting agency like you're gonna work through you get your health benefits through them and you get your payroll through them so just to explore all the aspects of this here number one if this position ends and you go to another position you won't have to go through insurance and pay and all that stuff it's smooth and seamless i said and i can tell you that with confidence because i've, I've done that before and uh it's easier and smoother than you think i said the second thing about that that is nice is you will be in effect hourly so any sort of hey we uh we fucked some stuff up so it looks like maybe we're gonna have to put in some extra hours this weekend oh yeah you'll get paid for that unlike the job that we're at now where they will fuck people and make you work all night and all weekend and your salary and oh it's but your salary though because then when you take days off you still get you know it's a loser that's a losing proposition being paid hourly is way fucking better um at least in this industry so i said so let's let's take those things number one i said number two the dollar hourly rate that you are going to be getting paid at this new position versus what you get paid now let's just say that after five months yeah that prevailing wage <laughs> that prevailing wage in my prevailing rage it always being told Oh no, salary is great. Yeah, you could like no, it it you all the that's that's a the house always wins. The house always fucking wins on that one. Unless by some miracle you're one of those pieces of shit that does nothing and manages to just skate around and never show up, but no, otherwise that's a loser. And and when I was a contractor, that was like the best part about it. Like, talk about incentive. It's one thing when you're like, I don't want to work. It's another thing when you're like, yeah, okay. Um, sure. Well, you know, I'll work this weekend or I'll, you know, stay. Like, oh, you need to have this thing that happens after, uh, you have, have to have, have this thing after hours? Yeah, sure. I'll bill an extra six hours, seven, eight, nine hours. Yeah. 50, 60 hour week. Cool. Get paid fucking double. It's fucking awesome. Dr. Perry Falls says, if I work on a government contract, I get prevailing wages like fucking four times your normal pay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. When you get paid, when you get paid hourly for these places, usually as part of that contract, it's, yeah, you're paying like double. You get like double pay. Uh, like you work 40 hours a week. Anything over that 40 hours, it's like double fucking pay. So... The managers know this because, again, you're a contractor, not salary, and that's expensive. So either they are going to let you not have to do that shit work, at which point you get to spend time with your family or friends or go outside or pick your nose or whatever the fuck you want to do, or you get a lot of money. And so I said, okay, so also think of this this way the hourly pay that you'll be making at this new contracting job. If you did the math and you found out and, and you said, all right, so I'm going to be making this amount of money here at this contract. 
as opposed to this permanent position. The difference between pay, you could probably not work for almost three months after the fact, and you would still be in the same position because it's that much more money than you're getting paid now. I said, so consider that. I said, also consider this. If this company has offered you this position on this contract, and it's this amount of money that you are going to be getting paid, they are really serious about wanting you to work there because they are probably paying an extra 30 to 40% for that position to the contract agency. And I said, no. Um, to dive into that world a little further, because I didn't really know a lot of this stuff when I first started out, because again, I was always a full-time total salary man, you know, I, I said, but there's some different things here. I said, number one, I shouldn't say number one. That sounds so fucking kind of it. Not, not number one. Point of, point of consideration. A lot of companies will have these contracts where they don't want you to be a permanent employee. They want just more or less permanent contractors. And they'll do them in six-month bricks. And after three months, they will renew you for the next six months if they want you to stay. And so that way then you basically have a three-month or so buffer if that contract, for whatever reason, is going to end. So you won't be caught flat-footed. I said that, number one. I said number two, sometimes the reason why they do that is because of either insurance or company size or some other thing, whatever it is, whether it's for taxes or insurance rates or whatever. Because if you were a contractor... You are not working for that company. You are working for the contractor. That's part of being sneaky is, hey, uh, we have a team of 30 people that are contractors working on a project, but we only have five people in our office. I said, so that is a strategy that some places use on projects. Some of them do that for legal reasons. They do it because then they can say those resource, resources weren't built in-house. They were built by a third party in a contracting it for whatever fucking reason. I said, so just because they say that this is a six-month contract doesn't necessarily mean that there's a ticking clock. and At the end of six months, there's no way that there's going to be any more work. They may, after two months, go, wow, you are kicking ass. Uh, we want to renew you for another six months after this contract ends. Can we get that set up? And even if they don't, and even if that's not the case, this isn't like you get stuck in a, in a closed room and you never talk to anybody and you're looking around going, what happens at the end of this? Do I just get dumped on my head? Am I just fucked? I said, that doesn't really happen that way either. Every, every contracting position that I've taken, after about two months or so there, almost all of them were like, hey, you're really awesome. Uh, how'd you like to just work here full time uh, when your contract ends? Uh, I said, e yeah, some of them aren't like that, but a lot of them are. I said, and a lot of them want to hire people on a contract period 
Because if you suck, then they aren't stuck with paying unemployment for you to get rid of you. They'll just let the contract end. And they say, no, we're not renewing it. And then you go somewhere else. That saves them having to fire a person and go through malicious intent and fucking unemployment. Blah, 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 blah. I said, that has never happened to me. Um, I've worked with some people who are contractors who were pretty crappy workers who, when the contract period was up, went somewhere else because it didn't get renewed. That won't happen with you on that account. I said, because you'll A, be talking to your management staff there. And once you're working there, trust me, they're going to want to keep you. You're too good of an employee. You're too good of a worker. It's not going to happen. I said, but on the same token, maybe you don't want to stay. Maybe, maybe you decide you don't want to stay there and be a permanent employee. Maybe you want to go continue to work as a contractor. And if you do, here's how that can sort of work. And we'll get to that right after the podcast break. So let's just decide whether it's either the company doesn't like you or you don't like the company. I said, I worked for a place. I was there for about two months. And the first two months I was there, I hated it. I didn't like it. And so I told my recruiter, yeah, this is not a place I want to permanently stay at. So I want you to find me somewhere else. I said, also this recruiting agency, that's, this isn't a, you get the job and then you never hear from them again. They will be contacting you fair for fairly frequent. And also you have that line of communication back because you are employed by them. So talk to the person that is your point of contact at the recruiting agency. If you don't want to stay, then don't stay. I said, so again, let's just use easy numbers. Your contract is a backfill positions for five months. Once you're there for three months, you will probably know whether you are either going to stay there for a longer term or not. But after that three-month period, let's just say you aren't. You tell your recruiter, line me up another position, man. That's two months that you now have to find another position. With somebody in these engineering fields with the skill that you have, there's no way that it will take you two months to find another position. Because the other part of that is once you work for a recruiting agency like this, once you have the certification that, yep, this guy worked at a position, there were no complaints, he showed up on time, he did his work well, blah, 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 they can now fast track you through other positions. It's different when you are an unknown and it's the first job you're getting through this recruiting agency. But once you start racking up positions that you've been through, it's easier for them to get you other positions. I said, and you can just line them and stack them up. I said, sometimes it's, I said, look what happened with the one place you interviewed for. That was all good to go. And then they had to do budget talks and whatever. And they're like, well, it might not, whatever. I said, all right. So let's just say that something like that comes up with this recruiting agency. 
you could say, hey, uh, yeah, this position is now reopened. And you go, wow, I love that. I'm at the, I have a six-month contract here. It ends on this date. A lot of places might go, well, yeah, like, it isn't a thing we need done tomorrow. And so, you know what? We'll just do our analysis and we'll get shit together. We'll be in contact and we'll build out all the rest of the position. And at the end of that, con- at the end of your contract here, you're going to start here and you'll just be ready to dig in and rock and roll. I said, I get the fear. I get the fear of having to go through the shitty interview process and go through the fear of not having a job and all the rest of that. I said, but once you're in that contracting recruiting world and you're in the system and you have a rapport, it's way easier. And it's way easier than doing single positions that you apply for, whether you find it on Monster and you're on your own. You have a you have a company now that is basically backing you. So again, you have insurance and wages and a four hundred one k. Like you have all that shit that you can have through them. You might just decide, man, I'm way, I can make way more money doing this. And fuck these places because half of them you go in and it's another dipshit man. Like go in, do your shit, and then go somewhere else until you find the golden egg. And if you don't, hey man, what's nice about that is. At the end of some of these projects, if it's a piece of shit, you don't have to worry about it anymore because you're going somewhere else. I said, it, and it seems, it, it's, I, I know who you are because I'm very much the same way. I said, but it was refreshing when I did that for a little while. Everything isn't this big, all oh, important. When it, like, man, look, I'm just a contractor. Like, you need to show me where you want the concrete poured and I'll pour you the best concrete. But also when I'm done pouring this concrete, I'm fucking out of here. You fuck this up or you do shit or you piddle around with it or whatever. I'm not, I'm not, it's not my problem. I said, there is a a certain Zen calm to not being so invested in a big permanent position. You might actually find you like it. A lot of people, once they do that, decide, I'm never going back and being a full-time employee. Fuck it. I'm going to stay a contractor like this. Places be shitty. They're like, yeah, you know what? I ain't working here anymore. Hey, contracting agency, give me another position. And then you always know you're never going to be longer there longer for five or six months. What's that? That's a flash in the pan. Uh, fucking before you know it, that time's over. You go somewhere else. General Eon, stop in with a sup, man. How you doing, sir? Good to see you. How's your move and all that stuff going? How are you? And if you haven't, uh, this Mr. General fella is a longtime friend. Uh, make sure you stop by and give them a follow as well and say hello. He streams now and then. Very, uh, very good chap. But I hope you're doing well. So that's the other part of doing a contract position like this. Uh, you're you leave in about two weeks. Oh man, best of fucking luck. You got got it. I mean, man, that's uh, that'll be over before you know it, dude. Mine mine isn't quite that close, but it's getting there. Are you are you nervous? Are you excited? So he, he gets this, he gets this offer. He gets this offer for this position. We talk through all this stuff. He's like, man, you know, 
I, I hadn't thought about all these things. I, I guess I just, you know, figured it was you get there and then I don't know now what happens. I'm like, no, you, you, it, you're only, you only get caught flat footed. If you let yourself get caught flat footed, you, again, you're there for a couple of months. So after two or three months, go back and talk to your recruiter. It's not going to take you that long to find another position. Again, you have things like the rapport and everything else with them. And once they know that you're not some complete turd, they that opens up other positions. They actually have some positions, I think, that are gated, where they only get offered after you have been there for some amount of time. So I said, I know that's scary. I know that seems that might give you some anxiety. I said, but telling you, you'll be fine. There, there are facilities in place that will, you're not going to be unemployed. You're not. General says, of course, man, nervous. And at the same time, ready to move on after two and a half years of being stagnant. Life's been on hold because of this. And I'm ready for the next step in my life. Whatever that is. It's uh, interesting that you say all that because that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, I have a, a friend and a coworker of mine who's making a move career-wise. And, uh, you know, that's that's always a, a anxious, nervous, exciting sort of a thing. And uh, was trying to give him some advice and experience. And... Uh, in, 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 and it's the same thing. There, there's a little bit of the, uh, you know, he said, oh, you, you know, you, you do miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I said, look, man, too, like, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And, again, while the contract says it's five months because you're backfill, I wouldn't doubt that after a couple of months you're going to get, they're going to say, we want you full time. And you may be even making more money. I said, so like, but, but don't let the fear of that's going to end and you're going to look around and go, now what? Like there are things, strategy with both the recruiter and the management, like just talk to them, just talk to them. I said, you're used to the management here at the place that we work at and they are shit. The shitty managers who don't fucking know what they're doing. You're going to go to a place like this that has real management staff. And, and if they don't, then again, your recruiter will get you out of there. They'll get you out of there and they'll find you somewhere else. I'm telling you. Krista says, two to one, baby. Let's go Celtics. I like the It's a classic team. But I miss like the Larry Bird era. It was just fucking cool. So... Then this comes up to another important point of contention, I guess. This place wants them to start as soon as possible. Um, possibly even this upcoming Monday. So we're already at Thursday. Okay. And he said, I don't, uh, generally Ian says, yeah, I dealt with a lot of places that hit shitty people in charge of working for the union, but they kept finding places for me. Right. If you're not a complete dumpster fire, you'll find work. You will find work. 
the, like there are so many incompetent, lazy douchebags out there. You will, you will find work guaranteed. Like uh, you'll be able to, you'll be able to move around now. And I, and again, I'm saying specifically in this field, especially this engineering field, let's move on. Not worth hating yourself, working for shitty people. It's not worth the stress. It's not worth the anxiety. It's it, like, you don't want to get into that beat dog syndrome, but so, so I want to move on and talk about this company wants them to start immediately, which means he wouldn't be able to give two weeks. Uh, Gamer Lab One stopping in. Now we got Gamer Lab One. Says Yahoo with a Willard the mouse. Gamer Lab One, how are you doing? We're having a, a sort of a serious talk about career moves and recruiting and jobs and positions. Um. So, he said, "Hey, I, you know, I I don't know about this. I'm." And I said, look, here's the, here's the thing with two weeks notice. Yes, it is nice to give two weeks notice, but there's no, there's nothing that says you have to, I said, and so let's dissect that for a minute. The place you're leaving generally and says two weeks is one appropriate, but if the company you're leaving was shitty, then they would let you drop without a second thought. That's what I told him. I said, this company, you've seen them fire people on the spot. Would you think they would give you two weeks notice before they fired you? Of course they wouldn't. I said, now, they may give you severance pay. This company has a history of, oh, yeah, they'll give you two weeks severance pay. And and one of my other managers and coworkers that I was talking to about this with, he said, yeah, you know, the not giving two weeks thing. Like, I don't know, you know, I, I, I feel like you really should. And, and, you know, this place, even though they've, they've, when people have gotten fired, they've always made sure to give you uh, severance pay. And I said, okay, that that's true. But hold on a second. I said, it's all on, it, it, to me, it's all on in, intent, right? When the, when the people that they fired have gotten this two week severance pay, was this a, wow, I'm so sorry, we're ashamed that we had to let you go severance pay? Or was the severance pay where they held an NDA under those people's nose to, well, yes, they're getting fired, but tell you what, we'll give you two to three weeks pay, but we want you to keep your mouth shut about what happened at the company. And he goes, yeah, okay, I retract my statement. General Ian, General Ian says, if a company treated you well, but it's not working out, two weeks is good. If you have no intention of going back, burn the bridge and tell them to fuck off. Again, you are beating me to the punch. I'm trying to not. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, look, the, the two weeks usually is, hey, if you have a good rapport, maybe you have a life change or something and you have to leave and maybe you'd come back or whatever. I said, but you got to do what's right for you and your family. This is a big financial opportunity. This is a big job opportunity. The, it's, it's not really in your hands. This company wants you to start immediately. You'd be a fool to turn that down. For what? Making a few people upset that don't really like and respect you anyway? What do you give a shit? The people who like and respect you 
like myself and a few other people that are there, they all understand this scenario. I, I, I don't begrudge you at all for leaving. You had, we had another employee who left and resigned like that and left and said, nope, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Bye. Because realistically, you have this other position. So you're going to have this other job. What's going to happen if somebody calls up for references? They're probably going to call the last place you worked at, which is going to be the job you just got. And by the time you get back and talk to this place, that'll be so far removed, nobody's going to know or care or whatever anyway. I said, the, the, the people that you're talking about, where it's a nicety for the two weeks, that's also like if you had team members that you were really going to be screwing over, if you were in the middle of some monumental, disastrous project that you have to go through, yeah, that's pretty bad. But, you, but you're, not, you're, not, you're not in the middle of some make-or-break contract. You're in the middle of kind of a shitty, mismanaged, crappy internal project where you're getting beat on. So fuck it. I said, yeah, like you have two, two ways you could sort of say this. General says the key thing is that the contract is at will employment that either side can terminate at will. I mean, yeah, but this, this guy is such a nice guy. He, he was more worried about, about the being seen aspect. I said, look, I'm the same way. I don't like not having people like me. I like to try to think that I'm a man who has understanding and I try to understand people and I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. But there are some people who just won't like you. And you know what? Fuck them. It's not worth your time trying to appease someone like the people that love and respect you will love and respect you whether you make mistakes or have things that you got to do. I said again, part of the reason why you're leaving is because management is shitty. And so the people who are going to be the most mad at you are the people who are fucking assholes anyway. So what do you care? I said again that like, you know, it'd be different if you had a bunch of close friends who are on the team and you're going to be totally screwing them over by leaving, but you're not. I said, and again, this like, do you think the company, if the company said, if somebody offered the company, Hey, we're going to buy you out for a couple million dollars, but you know what? We, we don't want your dev staff. So you got to fire your dev staff. And we want like, this is a hot contract. We want this done tomorrow. You don't think management would do it? Of course they would do it. Would they give, give you severance pay? Maybe. There's no guarantee that they will. They might say, sorry, we're out of money. We're done. Bye. You know what? We've all decided we want to retire, so we're taking our basket of money and you can all get fucked. Places have done it. I mean, it's... <laughs> there is no... That's all based on care and love and trust and all that shit. And look, it's a company. Like... If you don't, you don't. Uh, you know... It'd also be different if you were a complete shit employee doing this. Because then you'd be like, yeah, what an asshole. The guy was terrible and shitty while he was here. And then he also just fucked us by leaving in the middle of nothing. Except but you're not. 
General now says yes, but that isn't always possible. I got blacklisted by a company I loved working for because towards the end, my dad made some enemies before he retired. It's life. Shit moves on. I can't quite uh, remember what that was in response to. I'm trying to... Uh... But yeah, I mean, you... Look, you can get blacklisted for any number of reasons. You can have places decide to shit can you for any number of reasons. Again, the last people, this company that got shit canned, they got severance pay, not because of a huggy, huggy, luggy, lovey, lovey. They got hush money. They got money to shut up about the fucked up stuff that was going on. I said, so back to sort of intent. You aren't intentionally not giving two weeks notice to try to stick it to them and fuck them. You have an opportunity. You have a great financial and career opportunity to make a move. So make the move. If... If you had the rapport that you were supposed to have with the management staff, they would have maybe known, or you could have had a talk about this. I said, we had one guy, Trey, who talked about, hey, uh, uh, you know, he, he wants to move. I'm like, yeah, man, you do what you got to do. I said, that's no problem. You know, you want to look around, you need to, you need, you feel like you need to expand and try some different places. Yeah, dude, that's cool. You know, like, I don't take it personal. There are places, there are people, management or whatever, who will, will fucking take it personal. I said, and again, they'll probably take it personal even if you do give them the two weeks. Ah, that guy's never coming back. He's not part of the dream. <laughs> so fucking, yeah, dude, don't don't worry about it. I said, you know, and, and what you say to him is you say, uh keep your money you can make more from osha or eeoc violations if they're that bad that's i mean that's why that's that was my intent if if i get fired and they offer me money to shut up i won't take it i will scream from the rooftops um but i am in a fortunate position where i don't have a wife and a child and whatever Right. Everybody's got their own circumstances. You got to do what's right for you and your family. Again, that's a company and an organization. And so it, it isn't like you are, are intentionally going your, out of your way to fuck people. You decided you didn't want to work there anymore and you're going to work somewhere else. Right? Yeah, it's business. Like you can make it personal, but you're not making it personal. You got an offer for a great new position and they want you to start now. You're either going to have to pass that up and miss out on an opportunity or you got to take the opportunity. And taking the opportunity means, sorry, this is going to be my last week here. I'm resigning as of next week. So, you know, as, you, as, as, as we discussed all that stuff, you know, I, I, I said, look, you don't have to say a lot. I said the here the, the when you're gonna play that basketball game the way you play it is hey I need to talk to you uh, and then you say look I have some possible bad news uh, I'm gonna be resigning as of this date um, what have you know I, I apologize for not giving you the two weeks notice but I have an opportunity that is a great financial and career move for me and unfortunately. Um, to get this opportunity, you know, I need to make a move on it immediately. And I'm going to. And, um, 
you know, thank you so much for, you know, the opportunity while I was employed here, but that's going to have to be goodbye. And that's all you say. The guy might hug you, quote unquote, and be like, oh man, good for, or it might be, or it might go, oh, son of a bitch, at which point you just fucking hang up because you got another job anyway. Fuck them. <laughs> you already have another job. Suck my dick. <laughs> you want to play it that way? Fine. And great. Good. Look forward to my glass door review. Like, and that's it. You don't need to say anything else. I said, now, if I were you, I would request an exit interview because a lot of the problems that you're talking about, I feel like, again, if you want to, if you're thinking about feeling bad for leaving in this fashion, hey, for all the other people that really do care and respect for you, you can buy some of those grace points back by firing the shots that you need to shot that you need to fire across the bow when you leave. If you need to say some things about some managers who are shitty, no better time to do it. You say, look, I want an exit interview and here's why I'm leaving. Here's, here's all the reasons why I started looking for a new job in the first place. I said, you can just deliver a call. You don't got to yell and scream and be disparaging, but you can say, look, you got some serious problems here. Um, you know, you might wonder, why is this guy leaving? Well, I'll tell you why I'm leaving. Yeah, this was a good financial career move, but I wasn't looking until these things happened. And this person has been thinking of and considering moving for a long time. There's a pile of problems. I said, so, that's it, man. I said, I, I again, I, I know how you are. And if I had the ability to have a close-knit company of friends that were also co-workers working on stuff I said but you've seen the winds change here this isn't the same place it used to be it's there's a lot of anxiety for a lot of reasons with a lot of people you do what you gotta do I said the 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 people that respect your work will still respect your work I said and honestly Given the way this stuff is really mismanaged, you might actually be doing them a favor because this might be the giant, oh shit, that they need to wake up out of their fucking torpor and go, oh man, shit, we didn't know this was this bad. I said, so go. If you gotta go, go. I said, and, and, and again, once you're at a contract agency, you're moving like, Man, we, we, we get in these places and we're here for five, ten, whatever years. And you start to get a little bit of that kind of Stockholm syndrome thing. Like, but like, man, this is still pay for work. You are, these places like to put you in the mentality that they're doing you a favor by paying you. No, this is a labor exchange. If you, if you think that you're doing charity for me by me working here, you can fuck off. There are far other people, there are so many other people here who truly are getting paid out of charity. I'm not one of them. I do this stuff for this money. I bring this expertise to build these things and you pay me for this. 
that's where that story ends. If you happen to make friendships, great. If you don't, hey, it's just a job, man. I have a wife and kids and interests and everything else. I don't need to be huggy, huggy, lovey, lovey and all this other sort of shit. It's nice if you can. But that only is always the way it fucking works. There's a certain glory in, yeah, you know what? I was a cog in the wheel. And you know what? I got no stress, no pressure and whatever. I did the shit I was supposed to do. And at the end of the day, I went home and spent time with my family. And I retired and whatever. And don't kill, your, don't kill yourself for these places. All you're doing is ultimately making some other son of a bitch rich. So that's... You know, that's sort of the management contract, whatever part of this. There's a a lot of other things that at some point I think I would love to talk about. But I know especially if you're starting off and you're a junior in a field, whether it's engineering, education, whatever it is, right? There's a lot of this stuff that when you're younger, I feel like you don't quite get or understand what's out there and how it might work. Right. General says, yeah, I don't want to do full time when I move. I want to enjoy some time at home after 10 years of beating myself to shit. I hear you, man. I'm fucking in, kind of in the same boat. Except I kind of feel like in my case, it's fucking been 20 years. But it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning about that as well. And there's the idea that you can have pride in the work that you do and want to do a quality job, but I I am sort of done having to A, prove myself, and B, man, this is a job. I don't live for this place. And, and one of the managers at this current company even said at one point, I said, I, I don't want to hire people that live for the job. That always turns out bad. They get burned out. They, well, that's what I need. I need people that really want to live for this place. I'm like, why? Why? The only reason why you need people to do this is because you're a fuck-up as a manager. The only reason why you need people that do that is because you're too much of a pussy to tell the people above you. No, it, it takes longer than this. I'm sorry. It's not going to get done. Fine, go ahead. Fire me. Fuck around find out. Fire me and watch your whole dev staff cascade into the toilet, and then you'll have nothing. I tell you what, let's even play a better game. I'll take a leave of absence for four weeks, and at the end of those four weeks, you can either have me quit or have me come back. But that's it. That's the deadline, and we'll see what happens in that four weeks. Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and ultimately you get people, especially at these smaller companies, all oh, these CEO. Yeah, but the guy, he doesn't own the company. There's another board of directors and investors and everyone else. The guy doesn't own the place. So if it gets to the point that, like, suddenly the company is going to fail because the CEO fired the whole fucking dev staff, they're going to bounce his ass out of there. But, like, if you were so afraid, again, that, oh, I'm not going to find work. I'm going to be unemployed, and then my family will starve and whatever. Man, that puts you in a bad position. It, it really puts a lot of stress and pressure on you as, a, as an employee. And, and, again, 
Maybe contract work will be refreshing for you. Maybe we'll open your eyes to, you don't have to deal with that. If places are going to be shitty, then they'll have nobody. Because there are other places out there that are looking for quality people that will appreciate it. And these recruiters have a much longer reach and will appreciate, understand, and help you go to those places once they realize that, yes, this person is quality. So that's the that's the saga for today. I'm sorry if that was a little bit of a long-winded rant and ramble, but the last few days have been a little bit of chat and chill, silly back and forth, and and this is a this is a long conversation, and I hope somebody out there hears this, and thinks about and considers a lot of these things. Um, it's a whole lot of gray area. It's a whole lot of gray area. General says, I've been doing hard construction. Felt like he was living in his car to make ends meet. I'm going to work to live, not live to work. You only have a short amount of time on this planet. And there's only a certain amount of things you can see, places you can go, and stories you can tell. And if you sit or struggle or sweat and toil the whole time, quote unquote, pulling the lever, uh, it's not worth it. That's a, that's basically a, a life not lived. I'm not saying that's easy to always break out of, but it can be done. So that's going to do it for today. The glass is empty. We are pushing the midnight hour. That's another 11 p.m. nightcap in the bag. As we say at the end of all these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith in all of that good shit, and we will see you again tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern for another 11 p.m. nightcap. Take care of yourselves and good night. Thank you so much, everybody, for stopping.